to Quest for Faith from First Christian Church of Norman for Thursday, August the 5th. As a reminder of upcoming events in the life of the church in the next couple of weeks, we continue to receive the Mountain of Food offering, gifts from church members, which are used to purchase gift cards and then distributed to our neighbors who seek hunger relief at food and shelter. We are so very grateful for your support for this annual offering and welcome your gifts so that our mountain of food will show our mountain of love for our neighbors in need. We will continue to receive that offering over the next several Sundays. On Thursday evening, August the 5th, our church community and Norman community is invited to the amphitheater at Andrews Park at 7 o'clock in the evening as we gather for a time of prayer, peace, and support for our homeless neighbors as we seek to find ways to address homelessness in Norman. Speakers will include various people from our faith communities along with one of our Norman neighbors who will share several experiences of being homeless. Also, First Christian looks beyond its walls to care for others while we also strive for meaningful worship and opportunities to connect with one another. To that end, work is now underway as we make plans for our children's Christian education programming for the fall, including our Wednesday afternoon Logos program and our many Sunday programs for children. Look to the church newsletter as well as emails for more information as our fall programming develops, programming that is being shaped and reshaped as we continue to respond to the coronavirus. For this information and other news about the church, be sure to check out the church newsletter, which you can receive by email or U.S. mail each week. We do celebrate the many ways we reach into the Norman community and beyond, and we celebrate the ways we are able to gather as church community for study, fellowship, and worship. Today, we think a little more about worship at First Christian Church and are delighted to talk with Dr. Stephen Curtis, the Director of Music and Choir Director at First Christian, who in 2021 marks his 30th year in this position. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. So tell us a little bit about your growing up in St. Louis, uh, where you went to college, and when you discovered your interest and love for music. Well, I was born and raised in St. Louis. I was born uh, in the city of St. Louis, lived there for five years, and then we moved out to the county, just about a mile and a half south of the airport. Uh, As far as uh, college, I went to Southeast Missouri State University in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, Missouri had an interesting thing. They had a Northeast, Northwest, Central, Southeast, Southwest. So it was a a truly a regional uh, school. And um, it it worked very well for me. And it was a school that many of my friends had attended as well. As far as my music, uh, I was thinking of that on the way here. Uh, Many people will not remember that we had 45 and 33 RPM records. Before those, we had 78 records. My mother and father, and we did not have a great deal of money, but my mother and father borrowed money to buy huge amounts of the 78 records as they were being, uh, uh, the 33s were taking over basically. So we had music on all the time. And so that was my earliest recollection. And uh, so that's kind of how I got interested, I think. When did you discover your voice and began to take voice lessons and develop that. I used to sing all the time and uh, I was even one of those when people would come to the house and my mother would say, Stephen, sing the Lord's Prayer, 
whatever. <laughs> so I was kind of a dog and pony show. <laughs> so I started singing quite an early age. And then uh, my, my first voice lessons really uh, were an occasional lesson in high school. Our choir director would have us come down to a room and work with us. But then really my voice lessons started when I was in college. You came to Norman in 1984, I believe it was, and that was because the University of Oklahoma uh, invited you to come and be on the faculty. That's correct. Yeah, and shortly thereafter, you found First Christian, you and Janet and Christopher, and uh, pretty soon began singing in the choir. Yes, we did. Um, what we did was uh, Janet and I stayed in the congregation because we thought Christopher would probably come to church with us if we were still in the congregation. So when he graduated in 1988, then Janet and I started singing in the choir. And uh, in 1991, uh, our your predecessor and our friend Alan Ross retired from the position and you accepted that. Yes, well, I was always kind of the assistant whenever he would be out of town. They would ask me if I would conduct and I did. And so um, it was kind of a natural progression. I did go through a, a process of uh, applying for the job and interviewing for the job, but I, I got the job. <laughs> well, and we are very glad that you did. Um, the final product for worship um, doesn't just fall out of the skies all ready and prepared. Uh, there's a good bit of work behind the scenes that, uh, that nobody sees, and, uh, and that's great uh, because we like for the final product to be, to be seamless. But uh, tell us a little bit about the work you do in preparation for the wonderful music that the choir sings and, and other music in the service. Well, uh, as you're aware, because you're the one that generates the musings, uh, we all get a sheet with musings on them that give us the scripture and a brief idea of what you're going to speak on in the sermon for that week. And so what I do, I look for key words or I always read the scripture to see if there's something in there that brings something to mind. Oftentimes we can be really close. I mean, uh, I have a book that has the scripture uh, in the books and it gives suggested anthems. And so sometimes I get an idea like that. Um, so uh, there, there are a lot of different ways to, to uh, make the service be seamless. Uh, so what we try to do is uh, even if we can't find something that's exactly like the scripture or the sermon, we try to recreate the mood of the service. If someone were to walk into the uh, choir rehearsal room, there would be an incredible library of music that has been accumulated over the years, uh, hundreds and hundreds of pieces. And uh, there's always, I think, a wonderful balance of uh, varieties of music here. You have some what might be called classical or from the Baroque period. You also have uh, new uh, types of uh, music, newer creations, uh, newer artists. Um, and uh, so there's some hymns or anthems that we've done before that are familiar, and then there's there's new ones. Do you do you seek a balance of that, or is it kind of driven by the mood or the theme or the scripture? Because you have to consider a lot of different things. Right. I always try to to mix new anthems with ones that we've done before, and really most institutions can't afford to buy new music for every anthem because the cost of music is now so much more than it used to be. If we look at some of our earlier pieces that we've been around for a while, they're maybe 25 or 30 cents. Now they'd be two and a half dollars per copy. 
So uh, there, there's a real difference. And so what you have to do is be economical and a good steward of the money that we have in the church. And so um, I, I, I try to buy new ones every year, but uh, we're always going back to ones we've done before. And you have to think about uh, directing a volunteer choir uh, is different from directing a choir at a college level uh, or a high school level and junior high level. And I think you've directed at almost all those levels. Right, including elementary. I started off uh, teaching elementary and junior high school music. And I had a high school choir in my first college job because there was a, um, a high school on the campus that they used for uh, student teachers and things. So I've really been able to direct all the way from children all the way through adults. So you've directed here for 30 years. How long have you directed choirs? Um, my first choir job was uh, my senior year of college. And um, they, they needed a choir director at the Maple Avenue Methodist Church in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And uh, a very small choir. But uh, it was still a, a good learning place for me and something I learned a great deal from doing that. Mm -hmm. So that was all the way back in 1967. You've been at this a while. Yes, I have. <laughs> you can probably direct choirs in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sometimes do. <laughs> you probably dream about directing choirs in <laughs> yeah. your sleep. Yeah. It has been um, quite an interesting year and a half um, for uh, church, uh, for um, for choirs, um, you know, every decision is, is hard over the past year and a half because of the coronavirus. Um, you know, people have missed not only singing in the choir, but also having the choir sing in worship. And it's a testimony to how important music is in the worship experience uh, for all people, and then particularly so for First Christian of Norman. I think one of the great things that's true about First Christian is music is central to, to our worship experience. Um, and yet, uh, given all the changes, we've found some creative ways this past year for choir to be present and well, as soon as we uh, could no longer meet, um, I started doing uh, Zoom chats with the choir every Wednesday night from 7.30 to 8.30, which is our normal rehearsal time. And so um, we did that all the way through until uh, early June, and we had one rehearsal outside, socially distanced, and uh, just to run through a few pieces just to get the people back together again. And then what we did was uh, the last four Sundays of our church year, we usually take four Sundays off during the last part of July, the first part of August. Uh, what we did is we met for 30 minutes and we recorded an anthem uh, and we did it inside in the chancel. We only were here for uh, 30 minutes and uh, we recorded that anthem and then it was played in the service the Sunday after. It felt uh, very contemporary, even though we weren't exactly in the, in the chancel yet. And we'll be starting that way again this fall. The recent upsurge in coronavirus is uh, delaying a little bit a return to what we think is normal. And so we'll continue with that model at least for a while and see how the coronavirus situation goes. Partly because we've learned that uh, when people sing, they uh, express more breath than just normally talking. And that can be a challenge with the coronavirus. There's been so much written on that in the the uh, <clears throat> spray uh, of the possible germs uh, can go like as long as, as far as 20 feet. And so we have to be very careful uh, that we don't infect other people. There's all kinds of adaptations that choirs have been making over the, over the last 18 months. Uh, 
and we continue to make ours uh, to walk that balance of not only worshiping and and singing but also taking care of each other and uh We've had some challenges over these last 18 months that none of us anticipated. That's right. Yeah. But that's okay. We're thankful and thankful for the technology that allows us to be present in ways we haven't been able to be present. We have wonderful people here at the church that have done a, a terrific job. Uh, when they record that anthem on Wednesday, I'll, I'll sit in church on Sunday, and it, it's almost like the choir and the organ and everything are actually uh, uh, give, giving that that. Uh, anthem and it's just it's wonderful to hear because it's such good quality it's another one of those behind the scene things that uh, right. that uh, people uh, don't see but uh, get to enjoy on Sundays whether they're worshiping in the sanctuary or worshiping at home so um, lots of varieties of music that you have not only uh, directed led uh, sung but uh, you've also uh, given your voice to singing so many solos uh, in uh, weddings, funerals, during worship services on Sunday. Are there sort of particular types of music that you personally are drawn to or that you find meaningful or fun to sing? I think many people have said this, and that is that I can find uh, quality and joy in almost every style of music as long as it's well-written. And so we have done things from a very early time in music history all the way to contemporary Christian things that are well-written. And so I really don't have a particular uh, fondness. If I had to say there's a period in music, it would probably be the Baroque period because I like Bach, Handel, Purcell, uh, Vivaldi, and we have done many pieces by those folks. But um, I really don't have many favorites in anything colors or foods or anything and so I like all types and styles of music as long as they're well written. And that enthusiasm shows uh, not only when you sing but I think it's conveyed to the choir Um, and uh, uh, I think that uh, as the congregation watches and listens and sees the choir uh, offering themselves to it fully then that creates a wonderful worship experience for the church. Yeah. is there anything that's most gratifying about leading choirs? Because you've, you've led a variety of choirs. What, what is just very gratifying for you? I would have to say singing, conducting uh, my own choirs, singing in other people's choirs, the thing that I love the most is to hear people sing, basically just to hear people sing. And when I'm fortunate enough to be in front of them and hearing them, it's even more joyful for me but I think there's so much to be gained by singing uh, as far as people's uh, feelings and, and, uh, and all, all the things that go into uh, what is important to them. And singing is an important thing. It's fun to watch you direct. Uh, singing in the tenor section, it's fun to watch you direct. And I, I marvel at how many things must be going on in your mind all at the same time. You're, you're listening. You're trying to remember what we need to go back and rehearse some more. You're listening for balance. You're listening for, um, I guess you just, all those things happen all at once after you've done this for a long time. But that has to be a little bit of a challenge and maybe exhausting at times. Well, I think the key is that how long I've done it. Because when I was first, um, I used to tell my students this, when they go out and they get their first choirs, they will tend to listen to the part that they sang. Mm. And so they will always 
have their ear attuned to either the tenor section or the alto section or whatever. But in time, you get to the point where you can hear all the sections. And not only can you hear them, but you can hear where there are problems. You can tell when things need to be done to make the, uh, the sound better. So yeah, there, there are a lot of things going on, but it's not terribly difficult when you've done it for so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and also making it fun. Right. Uh, and joyful. And uh, we are so uh, fortunate for uh, all the sensitivities that you bring to uh, leading the choirs uh, and also singing uh, for First Christian and are so grateful. And congratulations on 30 years at First Christian. Who knew in 1991? Uh, it has been a joyful time because we have so many talented instrumentalists and vocalists and uh, accompanists, our organists, pianists, all through the years. It's just a wonderful group of people, and they all do such a terrific job. It's fun to work with very talented people. Yes, it is. It, it makes you look really good. <laughs> and, and we're spoiled here at First Christian Norman. We have a lot of wonderful, talented, and gracious people. So thank you, Steve, and thanks to all the musicians who share in the worship of the church. The most consistent comment that I hear is how meaningful, inspiring, and beautiful the music of the church is as we gather for worship. So Thank you. Thank you for being such an important part of all of that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for listening to this Quest for Faith episode from First Christian Church of Norman, where we are a community of disciples joined together in a reverent, thoughtful, loving quest for faith. Until next time, may God's peace abide.